Hey guys, welcome back to Delving Into The Cold. This is Dee. Um, I apologize, I know this is a few days late. Um, it's been a crazy week. We're finishing up moving, um, and I also, I had to go to the doctor Friday because I've been uh, unable to properly use my hands for the last couple months, and I got diagnosed with carpal tunnel, so they put me in braces, and I'm just trying to adjust to using those and it's been a process and it's just a whole thing and I hate making excuses but the weather's been terrible the power's been out and it's just I have just not had an opportunity to get the research done and get this recorded and I'm so sorry that being said uh, I'm back and today we're going to talk about the Salem witch trials now the actual trials themselves um is referring to the court cases that were held from february of 1692 to may of 1693. over 200 people were accused 19 were found guilty and executed um 15 of those were women four of them were men and that's not the only deaths associated with the Salem Witch Trials. There was also one man uh, named Giles Corey, whose wife was also accused. Uh, he was crushed to death for refusing to plead. Um, and then five people died in prison because the prison conditions were just heinous. And they were disgusting. And people got cold and they got sick and they just didn't make it. And you have to remember, too, a lot of the people that were accused were older people. And putting an older person into that type of situation is, it's just, it's not safe. Now, uh, this is the case that we think of when we think of witch hunting in America. But actually, these weren't the first people that were tried and executed for witchcraft in America. There had been a couple of years before this, there had been 12 people uh, convicted in Connecticut. And I'm sure there are others, but um, this was, this occurred during a time when witchcraft trials and witch hunts had pretty much died down everywhere else. Uh, this was just kind of like a sudden explosion, and after this, they're just really, this didn't really to this extent happening and we always refer to them as the Salem witch trials but Salem was only part of the story there were other towns and villages involved too however the most well-known trials happened in the court of Oyer and Terminer in Salem now this all began when nine-year-old Betty Paris and her 11-year-old cousin Abigail Williams began to have fits described as, and I quote, beyond the power of epileptic fits or natural disease or effect. Now during these fits they would scream, they would have weird contortions, and they would have violent behavior, odd behavior, they would crawl around the house, they would throw things, they would just things that girls didn't do. Um, yeah, so uh, a doctor examined the girls. He could find nothing physically wrong with them. 
and quite rapidly it spread to other women in the community. Um, a well-known preacher at the time came and during his sermon he was interrupted multiple times by um, these fits. So the first people accused were Tituba, who is a slave from the West Indies. This, let's be honest, is most likely racially motivated. Um, but she was accused of reading to the girls from Malleus Malficarium, which is basically a demonic or magic book with spells in it. But it's also been suggested that she was teaching the girls how to um, fortune tell. And so, I mean, just take what you will from that. Again, most likely racially motivated. Uh, another person accused was Sarah Good, who was a homeless woman, um, and she would seek out the help of her neighbors, which, you know, like, Lord forbid you ask someone for help. Uh, she wasn't considered a good example of a Puritan woman. She wasn't considered to have, you know, good self-control or discipline, and she would torment the children of the village. The third woman accused was Sarah Osborne. She was a village member who rarely attended church, and people in the village looked down on her because she remarried, um, and when she remarried, she remarried one of her servants, um, and she also kept her son's inheritance. Now, her son was from her first uh, marriage, and she kept his inheritance from him, and people looked down on her for that. All of these women were outcasts. There are people that the village did not like, did not consider to be good, upstanding Puritan citizens, um, and that was a common theme in the other accused. Um, and I'm not going to go through the whole list because, again, 200 people. Um, and it, but it was just like anything was slightly suspicious about this person, then they were automatically cast into um, the witch category. Um, and as I mentioned before, Giles Corey's wife, Martha, uh, was accused because she publicly expressed skepticism uh, about what the girls were saying, which honestly, good, you should have. Um, and churchgoers and non-churchgoers and good Puritans and bad Puritans, everyone was uh, at risk of being accused. There was even a four-year-old girl named Dorothy um, who was accused. And she was actually Sarah Good's daughter, and her testimony in defense of herself shed um, more... I just made her mother look worse, I guess is the best way to put that. Um, but no one was safe. Everyone was, you know, going to be looked at. And it didn't matter if you were a priest or if you were a homeless person. It, it really didn't matter. You weren't safe either way. Now, the process of these arrests and accusations are as follows. Uh, a villager blames someone for an unfortunate event such as death or illness or loss of cattle, whatever it may be, something that obviously no one has control over. Um, 
it goes before the magistrates. If the magistrates deem the complaint to be credible, then the person accused is arrested. When this happens, the magistrates hold a public examination and interrogation, which is basically just pressuring the accused into confessing um, by whatever means necessary, basically. Uh, and then once the magistrates are satisfied, the person is passed to a superior court. The superior court then summons a jury and witnesses. Um, and if they are indicted, they can be indicted on one of two charges. Afflicting with, with witchcraft or making an unlawful covenant with the devil. If they are indicted, they are um, executed. Well, if they're convicted, they are executed. Um, most likely by hanging. Now, evidence. There's, um, I'm going to be honest with you, there's not a lot. Most of the evidence, most of the evidence is what's known as spectral evidence. I kid you not, I did not make this up. This is a thing. Um, and that is basically the testimony of the quote-unquote afflicted um, who say that they saw an apparition of the accused come to them and create heinous acts or whatever it may be. And this is theoretically because when people sign a covenant with the devil, they give him permission to take their shape. I don't know, man. It sounds ridiculous to me, but I'm not insane, so it, it would. Um, there's also a process called making a witch cake. Again, I'm not making this up. It is a English folkloric cake that when mixed with the afflicted's urine and eaten by a dog would put a witch in agony. Um, basically, they would make up this cake, which was made out of rye and other stuff, mix it with the urine of the people um, who were apparently afflicted by this witchcraft and feed it to a dog. And then they would wait and listen, and if they heard screams coming from someone, that was your witch. Um, yeah. It was later condemned because it's also magic, because when doing this, you call upon the powers of white magic. Go figure. Um, there was also the touch test, which was also later outlawed. But that's when the accused witch would touch the, the afflicted during um, one of their quote-unquote fits, and it would stop. Um, there are also people that were convicted on unpuritan-like books, such as books on horoscopes, stuff like that. Stuff that means nothing, basically. Um, but, yeah. Knowledge is power, and that's not the power that they wanted people to have. Now, after this, um, in 1711 and 1712, some of the indictments were reversed for the people who had been indicted on the charges but never executed, and some that were executed. Uh, unfortunately, the rest of this process didn't happen until 1957 when um, six, I believe it was six more families 
came together and were like, look, this is not fair. Our family should be cleared too. So they were cleared in 1957 and that kind of released the rest of the indictment. Um, four years after the end of the witch trial, so in 1697, a public apology was issued and a fasting took place in memory of the accused. And I just would like to say that that is the most ridiculously underwhelming response to anything I have heard in my entire life. Talk about politicking. Anyway, um, there were memorials set up. Rebecca Nurse's family, she was one of the people that was actually killed for being a witch, which she wasn't. Um, they created a memorial on her homestead in 1885. And then for the 300th anniversary of the witch trials in 1992, Salem and Danvers got together and they created a memorial in Salem. Um, and there's a couple of theories on what caused the witch trials. Um, feud among the families, which is why they believe that Tichaba was accused at one point. Uh, boredom, ergotism, which is an insanity caused by a um, mold on rye that's basically a natural S uh, LSD um, hysteria due to societal attacks and practices of the time uh, there were a lot of in uh, uh, Native American feuds going on at the time and people think that may have been uh, what caused this hysteria um, there's also a theory that uh, it was caused by a bird-borne illness that I'm not going to try to pronounce because I'm going to butcher. Uh, you can look it up, though. Um, sleep paralysis for the attacks that happened at night. And, of course, just plain old attention seeking. Now, personally, I think that it was just young girls who had nothing better to do and wanted to start the pot. Um, and, unfortunately, that resulted in, like, 26 people dying and 200 plus people being accused, ostracized, and locked up, which is just, it's so beyond comprehension. Um, I married into a family of pagans, so actual people that practice witchcraft. Um, and one of the tenets is, uh, you know, you can do whatever you want as long as it doesn't harm anybody. And the people that were accused of witchcraft in the Salem witch trials were not witches. And even if they were witches by the technical term, which, you know, would be pagan or Wiccan or whatever, those people don't harm you. It goes against their tenets. They just want to be closer to nature. They just want to be... Um, they're peaceful people for the most part. I mean, obviously there are outliers, but there are outliers in every um, religion. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on it. Uh, it shouldn't have ever happened, um, but it did. And it's, thankfully, it serves as a good example of mass hysteria and why we shouldn't do that. Um, but yeah. 
that's that's all I've got for you this week, guys. Uh, next week we'll be talking about the Headless Horseman, so that'll be interesting. And we will also have our Halloween special, um, which will be about the Candyman, who um, it's another true crime case that happened, I believe, in Texas. So we'll talk about that uh, on Halloween. I'll try to get it up the day of because I think I'm off work that day. Um, and I'm going to try to get the first episode of the week up probably Tuesday, if possible. Um, so look forward to that. And I really enjoyed this, you know, this entire month. I love doing this Halloween stuff. And, uh, I hope you guys enjoy it too. Alright guys, let me know what you think. Comment below the video. Comment below the podcast message me hit me up on social media whatever you want to do sorry my throat's a little scratchy um you guys you know how to get in contact with me i'll leave my links below um every episode so oh and i don't know if you guys have heard about this one more thing before we go um there's an app called himalaya that has a lot of podcasts on it that are really good um, this podcast is on as well, so you can find it there, you can find it on, um, iTunes, you can find it on Podbean, um, I don't know if it's on anywhere else, but I know for sure it's on those places. So, stay safe, stay curious, and I'll see you next time.